Hello and welcome to the Lancet podcast. I'm Richard Lane on Friday, September the 3rd. Did you know, and I didn't, that 2010 is the year of the lung? Well, this week's issue of The Lancet, which is dated September the 4th to the 10th, is rich in pulmonary content relating to asthma and other respiratory diseases, ahead of the European Respiratory Society meeting taking place in Barcelona between September the 18th and the 22nd. The World Health Organization estimate that 300 million people worldwide are affected by asthma, and vulnerable groups, particularly young children and elderly people, can be especially difficult to treat. Two reviews in this week's issue focus on these groups, for which asthma is associated with considerable morbidity and mortality and is characterised by scarce data from research. With an ageing population, the prevalence of asthma is set to soar among older groups over the next few years. Yet, diagnosis is often overlooked because of comorbidities, the underreporting of symptoms, insufficient use of lung function testing, and also often the overlap between asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. In a review in this week's issue, Peter Gibson and colleagues take a close look at asthma in ageing populations and they take an integrative approach to the understanding and management of asthma in the elderly age groups. One of the main problems being that elderly people are nearly always excluded from research into asthma because of the age restrictions for trial entry, comorbidities and smoking history. At the other end of the age spectrum, Andrew Bush and Sejia Siglani focus on the management of paediatric asthma that is not receptive to treatment. One of the main issues concerning asthma in young children is that severe asthma is often misdiagnosed and adherence to treatment is difficult. Also in this week's issue relating to respiratory disease, a research article which details how a simple questionnaire could reduce the impact of anaesthesia in young children. Also research about whether oxygen or room air should be given to patients with dyspnea, in other words severe breathlessness, in end-of-life care. Look out for an interesting comment by Richard Beasley calling for the withdrawal of monotherapy for long-acting beta agonists. Such therapy is only effective when used concomitantly with steroids. Why not a combination inhaler containing both the beta agonist and the steroid? And talking of inhalers, this week's profile, written by my colleague Tony Kirby, is about Heather Zarr, who is a leading respiratory paediatrician in South Africa. Here is a short clip of her describing a novel approach for producing an inhaler from plastic bottles, which is suitable for young children. That inhaler that you've got, that asthma inhaler, as you know, you've got to push it and breathe in, synchronize your breathing in with, with depressing the... Now, children it, can't yeah. do that. Also, anyone who's tight from an asthma attack can't do that. So they need to attach what's called a spacer to the end of that asthma pump. And there are a whole lot of commercially produced spacers, but they're relatively expensive. So what we developed is we took a 500 ml plastic bottle and we melted a hole in the bottom exactly the same size and shape as the asthma pump. Put the asthma pump into that bottom and then you, either the child can hold the bottle in their mouth, the, end, the other end, or you can put a mask on the end of the bottle and put that over the child's face for a smaller child. And so it enables children to effectively use asthma pumps. And, and to show that this was effective, we, we had to do you know, quite sophisticated studies, although it's a very simple device. We had to do aerosol deposition studies, we had to do clinical studies and lung function testing and so on. And in fact, the, one of the major articles is published in the launch, which was the clinical trial in older children. Very low-cost, simple device that has enabled inhaled therapy for, for children widely. And do read the full profile in the perspective section. She is a fascinating person. And there is plenty of other content relating to asthma and respiratory diseases in other parts of the journal. Though just to sign off with a non-asthma item. 
This week's case report details an unusual case of Legionnaire's disease caused by exposure to garden compost. It's well worth a read. Well, that's all for this week. Many thanks for listening. See you next time.